Today is a little different. I want to take you on a sort of magic carpet ride through a little town in Tennessee I visited recently, the storytelling capital of the world, Jonesboro, Tennessee. Welcome to Full Spirals, a podcast where we tell the stories of belonging to this big human family and honor the raw human connections the arts consistently facilitate. It's about how life can take you for a spin, but still leave you grounded. We learn about hope and healing through the arts and the many ways creativity can lead you right back to yourself. We're so happy to have you along for the ride. I'm Stacy Parrish. When I was a little kid, I believed in magic. And truthfully, I've never stopped believing in it. I just stopped telling people because it doesn't sound like the kind of thing that a grown-up should admit to. And it also doesn't seem serious. It seems kind of frivolous or make-believe. And what I know now is that magic is not only serious, it's necessary. It's the only thing that gets me through. And I want to share a little piece of magic that happened for me this month. I had so many dreams come true in the last month, it sort of feels like I'm still on a magic carpet ride. At the end of August, I was informed that I had won the Merle Davis Scholarship to attend the National Storytelling Festival in Jonesboro, Tennessee. I was later informed that my submission to compete in their Story Slam had been chosen, and I would also be performing at the festival. So in addition to getting to take in world-class storytellers and connect with tellers who have become fast friends and mentors, I was going to be performing in one of the big tents at Jonesboro. I'm a writer, and I can't aptly describe how much my time there has come to mean to me. But in this episode, I'm going to attempt to describe the scene. So I went on this trip by myself, which is something I'm pretty used to doing. I enjoy it, and I used to do it on a kind of semi-regular basis for my job, but I'd never done such a big event solo before. I didn't have any trepidation per se, but there were a number of things that I needed to navigate kind of all by my lonesome, so I was a little nervous. My travel down began with the usual trip through airport security and an exchange that went a little like this. TSA agent, do you have anything in your pockets? Me. Nope. Mid-invasive pat-down, what's in your right pocket? Oh, I have a rock in my pocket. And then I started laughing. But in my defense, rocks in my pockets are another not unusual thing. So the first day I got down there, I ventured into town on a solo mission just to kind of check out the vibe. And I met these two really lovely folks. He was retired from business. She was a retired teacher, storyteller, and librarian. And I made a really meaningful connection with them, like instantly. They instantly put me at ease and set the tone for what would be this mystical, magical weekend. And let me tell you something about storytellers and the people who love them. They are an incredible breed of people. I'm relatively new to the community, so I'm literally still learning the language that they all speak. It's otherworldly and full of warmth and authenticity and caring, none of which I grew up with. I walked the quaint streets of Jonesboro and went in and out of the adorable shops. I went to the Crystal Raven, which is a shop where they sell like witchy stuff living. And I bought some absolutely amazing rocks that I don't even remember what they are because it took me about 10 minutes to drop almost 60 bucks in that store. 
And did I go back there? Yes. Yes, I did. Next, I went to another shop and I bought the most exquisite chocolate bar, an ethereal craft chocolate with caramelized pecans, scorpion peppers, and smoked sea salt. When I was checking out at that store, I noticed that the young woman behind the counter had a tattoo on her forearm that looked like an acorn, and there were little foil-wrapped acorn chocolates by the register. Acorns have been a thing for me since last May when I attended a meditation retreat and was gifted the notion that I was the acorn and was already born with everything I needed inside of me to grow into a mighty oak. So I asked this young woman about her tattoo, and she told me that she got it to represent her mom, who was still alive. She explained that when she asked her mom what image she would want to represent her, her mom said it was this. As she rolled her sleeve up, I saw that it was actually an oak tree growing out of an acorn. That sort of thing happened again and again. I literally lost track of how many coincidences went down that day. Well, that whole weekend, actually. I felt so loved and so cared for. My nerves were soothed. It was a love fest, and I was completely blissed out. What kind of rabbit hole magical world had I landed in? Jonesboro. So while I was sitting at the Main Street Cafe, eating one of the most delicious sandwiches I've ever had, I was chatting with this delightful couple, and this long line began to form out the door of the cafe. And the folks who were there in line to eat were also there for the festival. They'd just arrived a day early also. Two of them literally asked me for my autograph. My autograph. (laughs) I asked them if they were serious, and they were. One of them even had me sign on the program next to the story slam on the schedule of events. So after a day touring the city pre-festival, I was on a video call with my partner and told him that the vibe was indescribable and that my being there kind of felt faded. I had been a little nervous about traveling down to such a big festival alone, but the universe winked at me more times than I could count that day. It felt like the culmination of my decades of healing, and it felt like being there was the whole reason that I believed in magic for my entire life. And I told him that I felt like a little girl who had just had her heart sewn back together. Yeah, Jonesboro is magic. On Friday, I went back into town. The festival started and I took in sets with Kim Whitecamp, Dom Flemons of the Carolina Chocolate Drops, Megan Wells, Jean Tagabon, Mo Reynolds, and Antonio Sagra. Saturday, it was more stories. I had tea with a fast friend and caught a set by deaf storyteller Peter Cook, who tells stories through his interpreter and through his body. His set was called A Feast for Your Eyes, and I've never seen or felt anything like it. It was also a feast for my soul. After that, I went and sat in the sun for a little while, did some writing. Later that evening was the story slam, one of the reasons I came here. I found out that almost 100 people had submitted and that I was one of the six who were chosen. We got ready to tell, and I felt so grounded. My name was drawn first, which I sort of thought was going to happen and sort of wanted to happen because I really did want to just get it out of the way. And I told the heck out of that story. And the audience was lovely. When I didn't win place or show in the competition, a couple of the stitches in my heart started to feel like they were loosening. The old voices came back and I felt defeated. I felt stupid. I felt like I didn't belong there. Like they probably even regretted inviting me and that I had embarrassed myself. Mm, These are familiar voices of a childhood that I don't live in anymore, but that doesn't stop them from coming. I walked out of the tent, found a corner and sat for a minute. I texted with my loved ones and pulled out this gigantic Rice Krispie bar. 
and I sat there on the curb eating it. I called Jeff and began to cry and shared with him all of the horrible things that were going through my head. And he reminded me of two really important things. One, that the stories I tell aren't meant to be judged. And that two, those old voices, those old stories aren't even true. And while I was sitting at the table crying on the phone to Jeff, a couple walked up to tell me that they had been looking for me because they wanted to share with me how much they loved my story. Of course, one of them was sober and had been for many years, and they both told me what a bright light I was and how much my story needed to be told. Magic. The final day of the festival, Sunday, I took an Uber into town to soak in one more tent. Sacred tales were what was going to be told, and I got to see Donald Davis tell a story about friendship and coming home. Donald's late wife, Merle, is the namesake of the scholarship I had won. After his set, I had an opportunity to give him a drive-by hug and say thank you. Having come full spiral, it was time to leave town. And I'd like to tell you that the trip back was as magical as my time in Jonesboro. But if you've ever flown, you know that air travel is less than magical. But nothing, and I mean nothing, can take away the magic that I felt that weekend in Jonesboro, Tennessee. This episode was produced by Boom Arts in Appleton, Wisconsin. Theme music by Helen Avakian. Additional music provided by Beth Kelly. If you liked what you heard today, please rate, review, and most importantly, share Full Spirals. Bring your friends and fam along for the ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or your favorite listening platform. Because we really are all in this together. Till next time, take care.